Welcome to the Auburn UMC Clergy Conversations podcast. Each week, our pastors take an in-depth look at Scripture and preview their message for Sunday morning services. We're glad you joined us. For more information about Auburn UMC, please visit our website at aumc.net. Welcome to our conversations here at Auburn United Methodist Church, and we're so glad you have joined us online and through our podcast. Uh, and I'm here with Corey and Kelly uh, as we join together. And we're in the season of Advent, of course, and looking at the scripture of, of John the Baptist, uh, the one who, who came before Jesus, uh, preparing the way. Um, so some of you, uh, one of you would like to read the text. Uh, it's down in Luke chapter 3, 1 through 6. I would love to. I volunteer. Mm-hmm. In the 15th year of the rule of the emperor Tiberius, when Pontius Pilate was governor over Judea and Herod was ruler over Galilee, his brother Philip was ruler over... Uh, oh, help. Aturia? Aturia? Aturia. It sneaks up on you every time, know, guys. Yeah. Even us. We'll try this next one. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> And Trachonitis sounds like an illness. Mm-hmm. And Lysanias was rule over Abilene during the high priesthood of Annas and Caiaphas. God's word came to John, son of Zechariah, in the wilderness. John went throughout the region of the Jordan River, calling for people to be baptized to show that they were changing their hearts and lives and wanted God to forgive their sins. This is just as it was written in the scroll of the words of Isaiah the prophet. A voice crying out in the wilderness, prepare the way for the Lord, make his path straight. Every valley will be filled and every mountain and hill will be leveled. The crooked will be made straight and the rough places made smooth. All humanity will see God's salvation. And I am reading from the Common English Bible. Great. So we see this um, kind of set up and and Luke kind of pins this with six different ways of saying these rulers, these people in authority, and, and crosses over. In other words, he sees this as an important hinge of history that, that God's word came to John out in the wilderness. And, and I was thinking, Corey, like when we were growing up, it was almost like those words on the screen a long time ago in a galaxy far, far away. <laughs> It was kind yeah. of that set up an <laughs> expectation, or the thing that many of us know that uh, when we're sitting in the the stands and uh, and the eagle flies, and we hear the the beat and the band come in and um, to Jordan Hare Stadium, and the drum majors take the batons and throw them on the ground, and we we'll go, huh. and then the hype <laughs> video starts, and cheerleaders come in, and you know, there's this sense of expectation that if they just walked out and began the game, it would be totally different, way less totally. fun, yeah. And so that's almost what is Luke is setting up here that God has been at work in, in all of this and God's word came to a very unlikely person in yeah. this. I, when you when you were saying that I thought of the you know this is a growing up thing for us uh-huh. um, when Elvis used to come on the stage they had this Elvis vamp that they would play the 2001 mm-hmm. Space Odyssey yeah. you know kind of theme and it would start real low and soft and it was build and build and build and then mm-hmm. he would come out with his cape and I mean it was that, it's that kind of build up I'm sorry right. <laughs> If you're going to talk about the drum major, (laughs) right? Absolutely, we can talk about it. Yeah, I think that is a great. But is that kind of build up and and Luke saying, you know, this cross of six different ways of rulers, people who were in authority, yeah, and but yet God's word came to John. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's like um, so. So it's like the the vamp is building, and you expect it. It could have gone to 
anyone in the high, I mean, if you're using the stadium analogy, you think about mm -hmm. all the important people that are there. Mm -hmm. You know, mm -hmm. you think about, I mean, I love how the Message Bible says, Pontius Pilate was governor, Herod was over Galilee, Philip was over Iteria and, and that disease, Trachonitis, mm -hmm. <laughs> and Licinius was down in Texas over Abilene. Mm -hmm. um, that's not true. I'm just joking. Mm -hmm. But all these chief priests and all these poobahs and people, mm -hmm. and it goes to John, mm -hmm. son of Zechariah. Right. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I mean, guy out in the wilderness, middle of nowhere, here's where the Word of God shows up. Mm -hmm. That's cool. I mean, yeah. I think about how Advent is like that. I mean, our, we're in this season where we light the candles of hope and peace and joy and love and you know, we think uh, we're just going, you know, we're lighting these wreaths maybe in our homes today or church or wherever. And um, we're, we are signifying that something really important is mm -hmm. happening. And it's this idea, I read this, uh, just build on that, that, that God seems to want for us to wait, that God mm -hmm. almost expects expectation from us in Advent. Uh, of this buildup that, that God is at at work. And so often we think of the fulfilling the immediate desires where, where God is more about the fulfillment of uh, moments and lives and yeah. uh, in the bigger picture of things. Yeah, and, and working through history in ways that we don't often document. Mm -hmm. You know, you think about the history books that would have been written about or have been, mm -hmm. you know, the Roman government and stuff. Kelly, yeah. what are your thoughts? Right. We've been too excited. We've been too excited about Elvis in the pregame. Right. No, I love it. I feel like I'm getting whiplash. I know. Here. Um, yeah, I think Charles, that that that's exactly it. That the season of Advent is about waiting, and that there's something really holy and faithful about waiting. Waiting is a part of discipleship, and I think I made this joke last week when we were preaching about hope that you would think that we would be a people really good at waiting. We wait in traffic, we wait in line, mm -hmm. we wait at the post office, we wait for uh, you know, the internet to buffer. Um, and yet we are so not good at waiting. And I think one of the other things about Advent um, is that these passages always take you by surprise. Like last week we talked about hope. And mm -hmm. how, well, I guess we talk about hope in church, maybe mm -hmm. not necessarily on the podcast. Mm -hmm. uh, and how uh, the passage that we used to talk about hope is talking about the crazy things that are going to happen in the skies mm -hmm. and countries will fight and things will be scary and the ocean will be all messed up. And then this week we're talking about peace when um, John the Baptist says, you all need to repent. God is coming. Mm -hmm. uh, and somehow that is supposed to be peaceful. Um, I think Advent maybe in our in our waiting teaches us how to think about hope and peace and joy and love mm -hmm. through God's eyes, not necessarily our own eyes, yeah. which has nothing to do with the drum major. I'm sorry, but it does. Got my know. brain working. No, mm -hmm. no, no. Seriously, it's it's the unexpected, and mm -hmm. it's the uh, idea of getting ready for something bigger than you can imagine. Um, that's going to happen in a way you don't, you can't plan for. Right. And, and <laughs> John the Baptist is really kind of the embodiment of that. We were talking a little bit ago, camel hair and locusts <laughs> and honey. Like, mm -hmm. even for that time, 
is super weird. Yeah. Uh, so, so we have this really strange eccentric Bible character who's kind of strange and eccentric both in dress and in action, and yet that is who the word of the Lord comes to, and he proclaims it for a bunch of sinners. So um, we mm-hmm. get this really beautiful image of John the Baptist who kind of teaches us that whole Advent thing, that it is unexpected. It never looks like what you think it's going to uh, look like. Truly. And it's really that, that first unexpected character that follows through the season of Advent and Christmas. Uh-huh. A lot of other unexpected characters, right. uh, from <laughs> Mary to, to Joseph to the shepherds to... Even Jesus. Just, yes, just in, in, to a manger, just unexpected places, unexpected yeah. people. Mm-hmm. It, I said a moment ago, you can't really plan for this, but... There is something about John that does something where he he almost comes back to God's people and says, don't you remember this is really how God works? Because he brings in this message from Isaiah. I was just thinking about this. John didn't invent this message. This Mm -hmm. was, or he didn't, not that he didn't invent it, but he quoted Isaiah, the prophet from, gosh, what, centuries before, Mm -hmm. who came to the people when they were in exile and surprise them with a word that they didn't expect that says, you know, prepare the way of the Lord, uh, make roads smooth and straight, and every ditch will be filled in and bumps smoothed out and detours mm-hmm. straightened and ruts paved in, and everyone will see the salvation. So, mm-hmm. so get ready. Uh, I mean, it's kind of this idea of God's not going to um, do these things the way you may expect, mm-hmm. but God's going to come. God's going to be here, and right. peace is going to happen, and uh, don't be surprised by that, I guess. Yeah. I love what Matthew Henry said, that John the Baptist had this way um, of bringing people to their sin and to their Savior. Mm-hmm. And it's like you say, it's not a you know new message so much, but it's just kind of confronting or accepting your own weaknesses and, and flaws, but also... Um, accepting the the salvation from those yeah. and um, and the help that we all all need in in Jesus. Yeah. Um, and I, I love that um, you know, he said that John Baptist was about both of those. It was about he preached about repentance, but but there was hope that that God was at work, that mm-hmm. God was on the way um, for for all humanity, for everyone. Yeah. One of the things that I think is really interesting is that when John quotes Isaiah, it really kind of begs the question, who is this good news for? Mm-hmm. If you're mm-hmm. the one traveling the bumpy road with the potholes and the hills and the curving yeah. paths, um, the news that everything will be made level and plain and easy is really good news. But if you're the one who is profiting off of making these really <laughs> curvy, bumpy, hard yeah. to traverse roads, yeah. that is... Um, less good news for you does that make sense yeah so the the season of advent really kind of uh helps us ask that question uh you know which side of the good news do we find ourselves on Mm -hmm. and um what do we do about that yeah yeah almost the Advent. It's like, no, a, it's no, like a mini Lent. That's what I mean. It's, yeah. like, it's kind of, no pun intended, the Advent, the beginning of the message of Jesus when yeah. he says, you know, the first will be last and the mm-hmm. last will be first. And mm-hmm. the straightening out of things, you know, it may not be what you hoped for and God may not work in all the ways that you right. long mm-hmm. for, but God is here to save us all. Yeah. Yeah. And, I, and, and as y'all know, I 
did not understand the assignment or well, I went with the schedule <laughs> that we, we had and I went ahead and worked some on verses 7 through 18 but that question comes up from people they ask John the Baptist yeah. well, well what then should we do yeah and that's such a great question and basically as you said that John just responds in very simple ways nothing new but basically in saying share what you have yeah. um, when soldiers ask that it basically said don't be a thug um, mm-hmm. You know, just honor God, glorify God, love others. When tax collectors say that, asking that, he didn't say quit your job, go somewhere else. Yeah. He said, do you know, do your job in such a way that that God is glorified and that mm-hmm. you care for others yeah. and see other people's needs. Um, and so, uh, so it's really again just a very simple message that has been around forever about who God is, about who God yeah. calls us to be. But it was a message that. Uh, that people in that day need to hear and perhaps in our day need to hear and receive as well. The, the Kind of the old prophet of what does the Lord require of you? Yeah. Do justice, love mercy, and mm-hmm. walk humbly with God. Right. And also a mirror as it does so often with when Jesus was asked greatest commands of, of love God and, yeah. and love others. That Yeah, they, that, that's really what the answer to that question was, uh, you know, what then should we do? That's the answer John gave. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm. I like that. Thoughts, Kelly? Well, I, I just, you know, like we were, we've were, we been talking about this past, that it will be made walkable for everyone. Um, like the path to God will be accessible to everyone. And I love that, that John makes it so plain. Mm-hmm. These are two things that everyone can do. Everyone can love God and everyone can love their neighbor, no matter if you're a tax collector or a soldier mm-hmm. or a regular old... Joe or Joanna, um, everyone can do these two things. And excellent news for us, those are really the only two things that God requires of us is to Mm. love God and love each other. Yeah. Well, I was just thinking about the, just the simple message um, of prepare the way, get ready, Mm -hmm. God's coming. And um, all the things that we're, we're part of in our church these days, we've got so many things happening that we get busy with. Um, I hope everybody receive. lots of our church members are going to receive in the mail this beautiful brochure and we've got lots of things going on this Sunday night. We've got Matt and Savannah Shaw coming to sing and Lessons and Carols next week. All these great things happening. The th- where we're called to do is to allow all these wonderful things to help our hearts be prepared. To help our hearts receive what God's message is for us this day. BC, do you have a final thought or word for us as we... I think it just goes back to that word of, uh, of waiting and that, um, that God is there in the waiting, God is there in the um, expecting and, um, and almost expects expectation mm-hmm. from us and because that is faith, that is, that is trust. But I think it just is built, um, you know, just one block up upon the other, just like the, the roads that were being built and described in, in our text and other things. Um, and I thought about, I'd share this in other, um, other places, but, uh, but when I was in uh, high school, I worked um, construction during the, the summers. And I worked with one of our, my MYF, my youth counselor from, from church was, was the boss. And, um, and so just doing odd, that did a lot more destruction than construction. Um, and did your work different things. But I remember going over um, one day and throwing block, which is not a fun thing to do, but it was a house that, that the Carthens were building. My, 
Hostel's building and in the basement. So it was basically carrying cement blocks over and, and throwing them um, into the hole where the masons were, where the masons were were building the the basement. Mm. And you know, and you know, those first few trips are kind of okay, and you know, you're kind of getting your beach biceps on, you know, yeah, as yeah. we would say down there. And but after a while, it just gets tiring. You're just throwing these blocks, but you you kind of see the blocks being built one upon the other, uh, and that's kind of um, like uh, you know, like like Advent and waiting this expectation. That's kind of the way God works. Often is not just immediately granting the desires of our hearts, but but building those those blocks in mm -hmm. such a way. And as it turned out, that, that basement that we were building, it was a place that I spent many nights um, after my, my family moved away from Fort Walton and I would come back for weddings or youth events, different things. Uh, so much so that the Carthens kids, they nicknamed it the, um, the Shuck Suite. Um, and <laughs> after, they're, after me, um, their daughter Shannon um, couldn't pronounce Charles, so they would call me Chuck, and she couldn't pronounce Chuck, so they called me Shuck. So it was a Shuck Suite. <laughs> And so I spent many a night in that basement. And, uh -huh. and I remember those days of throwing those blocks and just thinking, you know, that I was doing it for someone else when I realized it was kind of for me all mm -hmm. along. And, and we see all this building blocks and, and this last line of our scripture that all humanity will see mm -hmm. God's salvation. And this idea of those building blocks is God is at, at work and God is using us to be at work. Um, yeah. that, that he's... Um, building something block by, by block and sometimes not just by snapping the fingers or just immediately granting the desires of our, our hearts. Um, and so we learned that the Christmas story uh, is about all humanity, but it's really, we're part of that. That's about yeah. us we as get well. brought into this whole list of folks here. So yeah. mm -hmm. as, we, as we close today, um, I'm grateful for all of y'all. We look forward to Sunday. Um, Bishop uh, Lawson Bryan will be preaching in our sanctuary services this mm -hmm. Sunday. And so if you're about to tune in or want to watch this week, um, join us yeah. uh, online or in person. We'd love to see you. Um, can you close us in prayer, Kelly? Sure, I'd love to. Holy God, we um, are thankful for the season of Advent, this season that teaches us how to wait. Um, so in our waiting, we ask that you would make us better at it that you would help us instead of to wait idly, but instead to be filled with expectation, to be filled with the gifts of this season, hope and peace and joy and love, um, as we trust that even though we can't always recognize it immediately, that you are um, building your kingdom block by block all around us um, and using us in the process. In Christ's name we pray, amen. We hope you have enjoyed this episode of Clergy Conversations with Auburn United Methodist Church. Check back next week for our next episode. For more information about Auburn United Methodist Church, please visit our website at aumc.net.